Rodgers has it. Gives to Franklin. He no, dives. No, I don't think no, he got it. I no, don't think he got out, it. The ball is out. The Bengals have scooped it up. Bouncing in the pocket, his throw caught at the 10-yard line. Tegan straight into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals. It's a TD. Hello and welcome to episode 151 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. And goodness me. Can we say it? Can we say it? Nathan Palmer, can we say it? I think we can say it, my son. Say it. Nathan, say it. You don't know what I'm talking about, do you, really? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think we're for real, son. I think this team is for real. How real is real, though, Nathan? I want you to say it. I want you to say it right now. Say it. Say the words. I think we're contenders son i really do i think we've come out of nowhere but i think we're contenders there you go sorry we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves aren't we um we beat the pittsburgh steelers yesterday and we i mean you're obviously aware of that you're a cincinnati bengals fan it's probably the biggest result you we've had for i don't know three four years and uh but of course we didn't just beat the pittsburgh steelers did we we absolutely clobbered them. 41-10. Goodness me. Have a bit of that. Up your ass, TJ Watt. Crash bang. Wallop. What a picture. Here we go. Come on now. An absolute throlicking, wasn't it, Sam? It really <laughs> Hold on. Whoa, I mean... whoa, 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 whoa. You can't just start making up words like that. A what? A throlicking. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> it's like a cross between I mean, a, thro- a throlicking. I'm happy to a... make it up because that's what it was. Do you know what I mean? It was a throlicking of the Steelers. Like... So talk, talk me through the word throlicking. What, what is the combination of words that you're using there? I'm not really sure, to be honest. Like, <laughs> bollocking comes into it, but like where you've just absolutely told someone off and often you just slapped them about a bit, like a throlicking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then there's you can, a bit, you can get a fuel for it, can't you? Like the throlock of someone. I like it. Yeah, I know. I really like it. It's, it's a cross between bollocking and throttling, isn't it? Yeah, that's throttling. That's where. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, don't in even my know. mind, it's like <laughs> I just give it like that. That performance yesterday needed a new word created for it because it was an absolute throlocking of the Steelers. That like, we absolutely. I mean, I've not seen the Bengals do that in ages, and let alone do it against someone like the Jags or the Dolphins or the Jets or someone like that. To do it against an arch rival that, you know, we've not beat three times in a row, I think in 30 years, they were saying we've not had a result that big against them in about 30 years. And let's be honest, it could have been bigger than that. I mean, we took our, at the end, we just sort of rolled Brandon Allen in and we're just trying to run the clock out. I mean, if we kept going, that could have been 50 you know, and they probably wouldn't have scored a touchdown. So, I mean, it could have been a 45-plus point differential in a game like that. And, I mean, that's a statement win for us. And we did the 150 and we're saying, look, what is this team? We were coming off of two losses. The feeling was very, very down the middle. Like, some fans, I think, believed that we could have had a real run down the stretch. Some thought this was a bit of a capitulation and we were a bit done and it weren't looking right. And, to come off of a bye week, get a good, hard win away against the Raiders and then come in there and throlock the Steelers. I mean, what a <laughs> what an absolute result from us there. I mean, I, I was giddy yesterday watching that. It's the first time I felt like that, truly and honestly, in a long time. Even against the Ravens, I was a bit like, oh, it's early in the season. But I was, 
I was feeling very warm yesterday, son, as I'm sure you and many other Bengals fans were. Very warm. Um, I only had one thing to say. and I, I, I think this is what I say about yesterday. Holy Toledo! <laughs> That's what I say about yesterday. Holy Toledo. Good old Kevin Harlan. I wouldn't have wanted another commentator to commentate on that game uh, yesterday, and uh, it was just brilliant. But... Um, I'm going to say it now. You've already put your neck on the block, Nathan Palmer. I'm going to say it now. That's the most complete performance I've seen in six years. Yeah. No, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, it really was, wasn't it? It was a clinic um, put on by the Bengals. It was. Should we do some reaction, eh? Let's do it. Reaction, reaction, Forty-one ten. How about that? Have that. Snack on it. Eat it. Into my veins. Just put it in all day long. What a performance! <laughs> and you know what though? The we talked about the Browns game a few weeks ago, where you know the opening drive set a tone, and we had a turnover on the first. Uh, well, we moved the ball very nicely, but then had a turnover. Similar yesterday. Hot knife through butter and. Um, we actually finished it off. Mixon, 25-yard run off the left-hand side. Joe Boy looking sharp, and then Joe Boy running it in for the score. It was very nice indeed. And that seemed to just set the tone, didn't it? Talk about a tone setter. Uh, completely the opposite from the Browns game. Oh, 100%. And it shows you the value of running that ball effectively and really you know, setting the tone. And running the ball is going out of fashion a bit in terms of running backs aren't given as much sort of pizzazz as they were in the past. Everyone loves the sort of sexy young passers that can fling a ball, you know, without looking downfield 50, 60 yards. But it really does set the tone when you can run the ball effectively and beat down a team, sort of classic AFC North style football. And they, they really did that on the first drive yesterday and then could finish it off throughout the game. And I've been critical of Joe Mixon in the past of padding his stats in games that don't mean much at the end when we weren't playing very well rather than doing it when it mattered. But I mean, he's he is really, you talk about, you talk about this train that everyone goes on about, the Joe Mixon train. I mean, I'm at the ticket machine. I'm putting my rail card in now, looking at when it leaves because he has really stepped up this year and he's set the tone. He's It's the first season he's been a captain and I think we've seen some real maturity from him as a leader this season and that's translated to his performances on the field. I think you have to give a ton of credit to the offensive line mm. and I think you look back over the last couple of years and we've been very critical of the line and we've said, look, they're not protecting Joe Boy. They also wouldn't have been creating the sort of lanes that a back like Joe Mixon would have wanted. So they go hand in hand to an extent, but he really has turned it up a notch this season. Still questions on his pass blocking, but he's really upped his upped his game. And I think I, you know, I have to get my hat and I have to take it off for a performance like that. I mean he's catching the balls out of the backfield with one hand. That run against the Raiders last week where he went full beast mode and pretty much carried the entire Raiders defence on his back for about five or six yards. I've not yeah. seen him run as angry and as aggressive and as powerfully as this in his career, I don't think. And there was one, not just the um, that great run on the first drive that really set the tone and, and kind of put the Steelers back on their heels... It was a it was a run in the in the third quarter when he set off uh, off the left hand side. 
It walled up in front of him pretty much straight away. He cut back, made a guy miss in the backfield, and he was off to the... Well, not quite to the races, but he was off, and he got to the uh, ticket stalls at the races, the turnstiles, perhaps, and got taken out of bounds. But and that, that was like 20 yards, 20-odd yards, yards run as well. I mean, last two games, he's been sensational. But as you say, they've come out with a really nice game plan. They've, they've really mixed up their personnel groupings. There's a stat here that... The Bengals have used 12 personnel more this season, 21.2% than last season, 15%, and are the 10th best pass-blocking team uh, out of it. Um, And if you want more uh, stats as a team, this is from uh, Andrew Russell from PFF. Bengals offensive linemen have only allowed 88 total QB pressures. That's tied third fewest in the NFL. That's pretty incredible. That doesn't even speak about the running game. And it was pretty sticky, wasn't it, against the Raiders in that first half. They were still trying to just get it going. But then the dam broke, as they kept saying, in the second half. And, you know, they broke the dam early in this uh, in this game against the Steelers. And I love the fact that they've got the running game going because it takes the pressure off Burrow, puts the defence on their heels. They're, again, they're mixing up their personnel groupings, which which was a bit of a... Uh, criticism earlier on in the season weren't uh, we were using perhaps too much empty um, but certainly now you're getting like Isaiah Prince coming in as a big boy an eligible receiver to beef up the line CJ Uzama is lining up as a halfback sometimes in the backfield to help with blocking Drew Sample's playing really well at the moment um, it's all in sync Quinton Spain arguably is having a Pro Bowl like season at the moment. Trey Hopkins is playing better. Uh, Hakeem Adenergy looks like the right call. Riley Reef had a bit of a torrid time in the first half against uh, Max Crosby, but settled down. Again, he was really good yesterday until he left uh, injured. Let's hope it's not too serious. But yeah, I love the running game because, you know, you can see some play actions coming in, some deception coming in. Do you know what? I think this is it. This is the offence that Zach Taylor envisaged when he first came he's got the players to do it now he's got the scheme to do it he's got everyone in sync and firing you know people zeroing in on Jamar Chase they go to T Higgins CJ Uzama or Tyler Boyd they try and take the passing game away we run it down their throats you know there's so many weapons and exactly what we wanted to see at the start of the season, all this talent, all this offensive firepower suddenly coming to fruition and becoming a huge threat. We're scoring 30 points a game, man. No, I know. It really has It really has turned around. And we said in the bye week, didn't we, look, this offense has got talent. It's really got some... Um, some youth about it and it needs to gel together and build up the chemistry and boy coming out of that bye week with a nice extra week to prepare they've really sort of put that to good use and you go back to Joe Mixon the one thing I'd say about Joe Mixon that he's done better than almost any running back in the league and it sounds obvious he stayed healthy I think he missed maybe one game didn't he or he was in and out of one game but he's just been available and you look around the league at running backs Christian McCaffrey I believe is out for the year now Derek Henry's probably not going to play another regular season game this year Aaron Jones is missing games Zeke's missing games Saquon Barkley's missed a lot of games 
games. Like all these running backs you're paying big money to, they can't stay on the field. And it's a rough old game in the NFL and you understand it. But, you know, Chase Edmonds from the Cardinals missing game. There, there's all sorts of running backs out there that aren't on the field. Dalvin Cook went down yesterday. Joe Mixon, not only is he staying healthy, he's probably running the ball on attempts almost more than any other running back out there. He doesn't really split carries with with P. Ryan. He's really grinding out there, putting in 25 touches, 30 touches a game at his limit. And, he, and he's staying healthy. And that's the key for us at the moment is we've got our skill players healthy. And full credit to him for being tough. I know he had a bit of an ankle injury at some point, but he's staying out there. He's running hard and he's putting in a hell of a performance, the geezer. And this offense, I tell you, son, they're young, they're gelling, they didn't have a preseason, they've had that off-season break, and they're looking a bit naughty now. After a couple of a couple of weeks where you sort of thought, oh, you know, is this maybe not operating as it should? People questioning Zach and saying, look, is it the play calling? Is it Joe Boy maybe not playing as well as he should? Well, I mean, they've turned a corner, I think, coming out of that bye week. Holy Toledo! Indeed. How much fun is this? I'm going to say something even bolder than before. I remember back in the day, Nathan, when I was a young lad and uh, I was a supporter of the Cincinnati Bengals and that 1988 season, they were throwing it around all over the shop. Um, multiple weapons, Rodney Holman, Tim McGee, Eddie Brown, James Brooks out of the backfield. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And then suddenly they switched to the running game. Now, there was word that Boomer had a bit of a a shoulder injury going on but they just started to grind out results because, you know, the weather was turning and perhaps teams are zeroing in on the pass. I'm going to say it now. This resembles that season. Now, I'm not saying they're going to go all the way. I'm not saying they're as good a team as that 88-89 team. But the way the season is sort of developing, the fact that they were chucking it all over the place, couldn't get the run game going too well early on the season... Uh, and now they're really grinding it out. You know, Joe Burrow isn't passing for, you know, 30, 40 attempts a game. He's not passing for over 350 yards. But that doesn't matter because what he is doing is being extraordinarily efficient. Nine straight scoring drives yesterday. How efficient is that? That's incredible. Or not, Perhaps not yesterday, but, you know, nine straight scoring drives over two games. It's incredible, really, and that's what you want. It doesn't matter about yardage. It doesn't matter, you know, about attempts and whatever. It's about it's about efficiency. It's about when you get the ball and making the most of it, and that's what they're doing because they can they can do what they want at the moment. They really can. You know, offensive line playing really well so they can run the ball. It does remind me of that 88 team a little bit. Now, as I say... Caveat, they're not as good as that 88 team. There's some serious obstacles to come, um, you know, starting with the charges this week. Um, but if they continue, then, I mean, they're a nightmare to stop. They're just a nightmare. If they click, which they have been doing these past two games, they're a nightmare to stop, man. Absolutely nightmares to stop. 100%. And you look at the talent on that team, and it's a team that every week there's going to be a skill player that's not maybe going to shine. I mean, CJ Ozama's had some big games. He's also been quiet. Tyler Boyd's had some big games. He's also been quiet. T. Higgins was quiet at times and has come back and played some really strong games in the last couple. And that that play yesterday for the big touchdown, enormous, enormous play by T. Going out there and getting it and beating out the defender. And 
this is the thing. We, we've got the talent on that team and it's all healthy. And it it's probably at the moment as deep an offense in terms of talent than any in the league. And that's a bold statement. And it's a, <laughs> it's a statement fueled by two good wins. But it really does look good. And it, it, it's a young team. Like I said, you've got guys in there. Joe Boy's played barely over a season. You've got T Higgins is only in his second year. Jamar Chase is a rookie. You know, Mixon's got a bit of experience granted, but there's a lot of boys out there that are sort of finding their feet and it's exciting time. You know, it really is an exciting time that we're winning games like this. We've crucially just racked up seven wins. You've got seven wins, put them in the bank. You know, this is a 17 game season. All we've got to do here from this point onwards is go three and three where we've got more games at home than away, just just finish the season out at 500 and we win 10 games, we go 10 and 7, you're in the playoffs at 10 and 7. You make a wild card spot at 10 and 7, I would almost guarantee. So that would be an enormous achievement for this team, for a young team, for Zach Taylor to come back from two pretty awful seasons and really rack up a statement. And that's saying you only go 3 and 3. I mean, you look at some of these games towards the end of the season, a lot of them being at home, and you think there's some winnable ones in there. Kansas City is going to be difficult. The Ravens are going to be difficult. Um, and of course, even the Browns, you know, going away to them, that's going to be a tough game. But you look down the stretch and based on what we've seen coming off the bye, you really start to look at those games and think, oh, we're going to be the favourites in a few of them. You know, the, the bookies are really going to look at this team and they're going to say, look, we're the ones in form here. And, I, you know, we were big favourites against the Steelers at home yesterday. And I, I was looking at that and I was like, God, when was the last time we've been favourites against the Steelers? You know, where the, they, literally the general public and the bookies out there, which is reflected by what the public think and what they're, where they're putting their money. They're like, yeah, I really think the Bengals are going to quite comfortably handle the Steelers. And, and we did. And I think that's the difference with this team now. And I really felt good about the game against the Steelers. I don't think the Steelers are a good team. They're missing a lot of players. They're, ben Roethlisberger is over the hill. I think we all know that now. But they're well coached. They're always a tough uh, opposition for the Bengals. But we didn't just roll them over and squeeze a win out and maybe play half decent. The fact that we can really step up in these division games, I think, is such a big thing. And I remember we spoke to CJ Uzama when he came on the podcast this offseason. And we spoke to him specifically and it'd be good, good to listen back to that interview, actually, about what he was saying about the Ravens and the Steelers. And I think you asked him the question, son. You said, look, what's the problem against these teams? Like, why can't we beat the Steelers and the Ravens? Like, what's the problem here? And he gave a really good answer about, look, that's something we're working on. We're not afraid of them. He's like, In particular, he's like, we're not afraid of the Steelers. He's like, the Ravens, we think, are the much better team. But, you know, this is what we're doing. We've, we, we really think we can take them. We think we're as good as them. And by God, they've proved it this season. You know, they're really... To, to go 3-0 and at this point in the season against the Steelers and the Ravens is incredible. And I think there's hats off to Zach, hats off to the team, because I don't think anyone would have scripted that at the beginning of the season. Cheese sandwich! <laughs> Sorry, I pressed the wrong button there. I was supposed to press this one. Holy Toledo! Um... <laughs> Might try and make a game out of the cheese sandwich quote, I think. Do I hear that again? That was Micah Richards I heard on the radio. It made me laugh. Cheese sandwich! Uh, anyway, that's that's foreshadowing something coming up in the pipeline, the cheese sandwich game. Um, now, they've done pretty much everything that we asked them to do coming out of the bye. The bye, traditionally with the Bengals, has been a nightmare. Um, for whatever reason. No idea. But... 
everyone's having a really good laugh. Everyone seems to be really into each other and supporting each other. Mike Hilton getting a pick six. People loving that. Quentin Spain suddenly become a, a bit of a jokester, prankster in there. CJ, as we know, is the master of all that kind of stuff. They're playing for each other. They're really enjoying each other's company. They've got serious chemistry, uh, and that's when things start to happen. You know that, and they've got confidence. They're playing with momentum and confidence. Uh, Zach is calling good games. He's being consistent, and I like that. Lou Anarumu, you have to take your hat off to Lou because how the hell, and with all due respect, how the hell he's made a decent player out of Eli Apple is extraordinary and he looks yeah he had his sticky moments uh, earlier on this season but he's got better and better and there's been two dare i say it apple turnovers in the past two games and um that's brilliant to see jesse bates like clobbering someone logan wilson back to how he was you know in the early part of the season trey hendrickson another sack old mother hubbard what a season he's having. You know, up the middle, D, uh, DJ Reader and Larry Ogunjobi playing well. BJ Hill played really well yesterday. They're playing well on the back end, which gives uh, uh, pass rushes more time to get to the quarterback. Uh, linebackers are stepping up. It's, uh, it's, um, it really is quite something, isn't it? It's, it's good to watch at the moment. It's oh, really I good to watch. The defence has been brilliant the last two games, and they've really, really stepped up. And they had, they had some bad – the two games before the bye, you're looking at it and you're thinking, what a weird schizophrenic state of play. Like the Jets game, you look at that, Mike White's gone and absolutely torn us up. And you think, how's that happened? Like, what's gone on there? That then you can go – you play the Steelers and absolutely, you know, throlock them, son. You know, and I, it's a it's a weird one, and I hope that – Obviously, the quality is what we've seen in the last two games and what we saw at the start of the season, and that two-week period was a complete blip. And I think that's more likely the case. I think we've got some talented players on that team. Um, and the key thing is turnovers. Turnovers just change a game like that. You look at the stats from the game yesterday, and you just load them up, the team stats. We probably we nick it. We're a bit better on the yard, certainly better from time of possession. Um penalties that's another thing to talk about with this team mm. we've been absolutely phenomenal in terms of being efficient not giving away stupid holding penalties pass interferences and throwing games away through that and there's been some real discipline there and that that has to go down to the coaching staff getting these guys yeah. playing um efficient football that's something that's not been said enough and in terms of how prevalent it's been but that defence has just caused some problems for people with those turnovers because the two turnovers yesterday, the pick six and the pick um, they took down towards the goal line, you look at those and there's been a few of those plays. They change games single-handedly. You know, you can have a whole drive for 70, 80 yards and, you know, break the back of it. And ultimately a pick six or something like that, one play can just change a game. And I, I really think that the way the Bengals have been playing, like flocking to the ball, really... Um, putting the pressure on on the defensive side of things is just helping out the offense. It's helping out um, the play calling situation and just giving you know giving the team an extra edge that we haven't really had over the last couple of years. And oh, man, it's exciting, and it? I mean, you, you, it is really exciting. I mean, to be going seven seven and four now, really feeling in the ascendancy. The team sort of clicking at the right time. I mean, this is as good as it's been for a long time for Bengals fans, and I think both sides of the ball, you feel fair. Confident in now, the danger, my son, go on, is 
well, this is what happened before the Jets game. We were all on our high horses. We were feeling really good about it. You know, we were trending in the right direction. Felt like we had an easy game against the Jets, and we played two two absolute stinkers when everyone was um, singing our praises in the national media. The fans were up. I was up. You were up. I was getting a bit giddy and warm, and uh, you know, we really dropped the ball in two games. So. It's going to be interesting how the team handle this success again because they've really come back strong after the bye week. Now you've got to really dig deep. You know, there's six games to go, difficult games. You know, I don't think we play a team under 500, but there's no reason why this team can't do it. The talent's there. We're healthy. It's exciting, my son. It really, really is. Next three games, uh, Bengals-Chargers, Bengals-49ers, two home games, Broncos-Bengals uh, at uh, Mile High. And then Bengals Ravens. Um, the next three to four games, and then you add in the Chiefs and Brad. The last six games are very losable as well as very winnable, and that's this offense. This this NFL season is just crazy to predict. You, I mean, certainly you don't know what uh, what uh, Chargers team is going to turn up next week. Let's hope it's the poor version because they're very dangerous on their day. Forty Nineers that would. Shanahan and his scheming and his deception, he's always a handful and his team's always a handful. Broncos, you know, I would say we're favourites in that game, but they just beat the Chargers, you know what I mean, from nowhere. Um, so, yeah, some tough games coming up, but the way we're playing at the moment, and what I really liked, uh, this is a quote from Joe Burrow, we've got higher aspirations than beating the Steelers right now. And, and that says to me that those guys are really focused and really, yeah, we beat the Steelers. It's cool. You know, they're a divisional foe. They're a good team. Well, they're not that great, actually. But, you know, they're a decent team. And um, But, you know, we need to beat these division rivals. And we did. But, you know, beating the Steelers. And, and this is the problem, I think, with the fan base sometimes. Because the team have only given us moments, not real runs. Every five years or so, there's a run. 2005, yep. 2015, nothing to, no sustained or consistent success there. Uh, although, you know, we got to the playoffs, you know, five years in a row. But that being said, they give us moments. So moments is what we, moments are what we enjoy, you know. It's like, oh, we beat the Steelers yep. last year. We were rubbish throughout the whole year, but we beat the Steelers. That's something to grab hold of and celebrate. But this time around, it's kind of like, yeah, we beat the Steelers, but that's not what we're going to celebrate now. We're only going to celebrate when we get to the playoffs or we, you know, mount some sort of serious deep run into the playoffs. And I like that attitude. It says to me they're ambitious, they're ruthless, and they're focused. And I like that very much indeed. Well, it's, it's true leadership, isn't it? And it's not just exactly as you said. It's not just settling for a winning season or settling for even a division title or like a winning record in the division or something that they can sort of pin on a badge and on put on a T-shirt. It's like Joe Boy's thinking about making a run. He's thinking about the AFC title game, God forbid, the Super Bowl. Like He's used to winning. He won a national championship. He's a guy that thrives off of it. And I feel that's such a fantastic quote because for most Bengals fans, you know, I've been a fan of the Bengals for God, like nearly what, about 18, 17 years, I think now. And, I get excited about the playoffs. You know, I've never seen a playoff win in my life. And for me, that's, God, if we were to even get to the playoffs, that gives me a really exciting 
Saturday or Sunday to look forward to and, you know, dream of getting a playoff win under our belt. But for Joe Boy, he's only been at the Bengals for less than two years. For him, it's like, well, you know, we've got a great team here. Like, why are we not thinking about just winning the Super Bowl? Like, why not? I'm quality. I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the league. We've got some really good talent on both sides. We've spent money. We're an NFL team. Why can we not just fucking win it all? And I I think that's just his attitude. And I think that to be credit to Zach, he's brought in guys that – have that sort of mentality and want yeah. to win. You've got guys like Jamar Chase who are singing off the same hymn sheet as that. He's used to winning. He wants to go the whole way. So why not? I mean, it, I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. And be, you know, we win two big games. We've got seven wins under our belt. All of a sudden, it's Super Bowl or bust. I still think this team are going to be best equipped to win next year, the season after that. Yeah. I think if we can make the playoffs this year, maybe, God forbid, win a playoff game and really get that... Um, sort of monkey off the back, then I think that's going to be an extremely successful season for the Bengals. Um, but you never know. And I do think, like you said, this season with the NFL, with the games that you know being all over the place, anyone can beat anyone. No team is really looking like the, the sort of outlier. I know Kansas City's starting to get quite hot now, but you know, you do look at it and you think across the board, there's no team here, especially with injuries at the moment, that looks... Um, and you said this best, you know, in the, the last episode before the bye week, there's no team that scares you that much that you think oh, we couldn't cope with them. Yeah. You know, I think on our day, we can beat anyone. And that's going to be a big ask because we are a young team. And, you know, in the playoffs, you've got to put it together every game. You can't afford a game like against the Jets where you just capitulate um, or against the Bears or, you know, a performance like that. It just won't stand up in the playoffs. So, that's the consistency side of things, but we've certainly proved against the Steelers where we've absolutely throttled them and the same against the Ravens when we've done them over in Baltimore, you know, incredible wins. So it, it certainly has whetted my appetite and I am excited and I really do believe that this is a good team. I had my doubts in the bye week. I wasn't quite sure, but I really do think now there's credit across the board there to the players, but also to the coaching staff because you don't get to being seven and four with the schedule that we've had without both things going right there. So full credit to both. Absolutely. We could wax lyrical and carry on all night praising everybody, but we shan't because there's a long way to go yet and who knows what's going to happen. But certainly at this moment in time, what a time to be alive. What a time. Let's go to our parish news board. Bit of a shorty this week. Uh, we were due to have a meet-up yesterday. Can you imagine that, watching that bloody Steelers game in a pub full of Bengals fans in Sheffield? It would have been absolutely marvellous. But alas, we had to call it off at the very last minute due to adverse weather conditions. We're so, so sorry and to anyone who actually went to Sheffield and spent money. Goodness me, how, how awful did I feel uh, this morning? I know we all did. But I think... Um, you know, journeys out of Sheffield. It was really, I mean, the, the weather forecast was clear for Sheffield yesterday, but it really bucketed it down with snow around lunchtime. It was just getting worse and worse throughout the afternoon. And we decided, uh, what was it, about half one, uh, to cancel the meet. Once again, many, many apologies for letting you down if you made the trip. I know that a lot of people were planning on coming, but saw the weather and didn't bother. I was laid up with a bit of a cold all weekend, so I th- I was probably going to miss it. Um, but yeah, I hate doing that. I really, really hate doing that. And um, uh, I hope it doesn't put you off coming to more meetups because they are great fun and they are worth the effort. Uh, but yesterday, we really had to consider safety uh, of people coming 
and we decided to to knock it on the head. So many apologies yet again. We will have a meet up at some point soon. Um, right, let's get to uh, uh, correspondence, shall we? Dan Waite at DNKW. Brilliant result. Delighted with the team's attitude and starting to think we can do big things this year. Jerry B's comment about having higher aspirations than beating the Steelers was music to my ears. Who day? Who day to you, Dan? Who day? Sam Anger at Sam underscore Anger. Loving the dynamics of this team right now. I love the fact that Chase is now seeing more attention and now we're letting Mixon do the work. And I think defences will struggle to handle us if this carries on into January. Nathan, I spent all your drinking money. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, oh, you, you better you better save it back up, my son, because I'm I'm cashing that in at some point soon. Uh, Richard Dixon at Lord Rixendale. Solid handle. What a beautiful game! Even on the occasion when things went wrong, the Borough interception, I, it was it was immediately negated by the Hilton pick six. I spent the second half just alternating between ecstatic grinning and laughing at the Steelers trying to play offense. Uh, Andrew Dockerell at Dockers seventy seven. Uh, just quickly, yeah, Sam, just on. sorry, sorry, sorry. Is that Ben Roethlisberger's last game against the Bengals? Do you think? Uh, good question. Uh, I hope not. It, really, it, it has to be, doesn't it? I hope not because he's awful. And um, I mean, it, the, the way he was really inaccurate on those sort of dump offs and screens. I can't believe how inaccurate he was. He was he was rubbish. Uh, but he he does hit the odd yeah. long ball. It's very strange. I don't know. I hope I hope he continues into his fifties playing us. Quite frankly, um, <laughs> but uh, I think they've got to be remember, seriously looking at a new quarterback for next season. Surely. Yeah, I think I think it's the last game he plays against the Bengals. And you know, you, I remember when we started the podcast two, three, four years ago, and I remember talking then to you about the fact that he was starting to become a bit of a dinosaur and he wasn't that good anymore. And you got to give credit to the guy. I mean, I know that you know a lot of people hate him, and I do as well. But he had he was a real nemesis to us for so many years. And I mean, I can't remember watching the Steelers play without him there but I do think that's his last game and I think it's fantastic that we've able to stick three wins in a row on him before he's okay he goes out and like you said if he does play against us next year then cracking I mean that should be two two more easy wins for us so Definitely. yeah but certainly something to to consider uh Andrew Docker at Dockers 77 halfway back from Sheffield and a hotel room viewed game but what a game it was needed to win uh, the first two after the bye and we've done it Dare I say, impressively, big two-game homestand now. Bianco Verde at Bianco Verde. Um, Solid handle. Only one thing better than beating the Steelers, and that's destroying the Steelers. 65-20 to 20 over the two games tells its own tale. Uh, Nigel Granger at Fleet underscore risk. Um, is Nathan getting with my Super Bowl prediction yet, or is he still getting splinters in his bum sat on the fence? I think I think you're off the fence, you're, or at least you're moving off the fence at the moment, aren't you? I, I'm definitely convinced. I'm definitely convinced. I, I think this is a playoff-caliber team. I think there's a real chance this team could win a playoff game. I'm not buying the Super Bowl just yet. I'm not ruling it out. I'm not saying there's no chance, but... Yeah. Yo, I like I like your passion, Nigel. I like that, but not yet for me, mate. 
Yeah, I'm like that as well. I'd love, yeah, you know, we can do it, but there's a long way to go, man. Andrew Townsend at Andrew Townsend 2, walking, shoulders back, chest out and proud, mixing style this morning. Good for you, Andrew. Memphis Soul Stewart, Stuart Baird, 688. Higgins flying under the radar. That TD was a thing of beauty. It was. Um, and I'm pleased for T because he, he's not quite looked on it. I know the coaches have been keen to defend him saying he's doing a lot of good work in the running game um but i don't know if he dropped catches here and there but yeah that was a great that should do wonders for his confidence um ken davies at ken s davies mixon will rightly get all the uh, plaudits but what about that o-line i've been critical in the past but wow credit where credit's due perhaps giving frank pollack combined responsibility for the ol and the run game is going to prove an inspired decision. Magnificent effort. Magnificent effort. Uh, Ken. Frode Osmundsen at Frode Osmundsen. He's, uh, Frode is from Norway. Um, that end zone dance says it all. Total team effort. Special bond between the players. Gotta love them. Absolutely, Frode. Uh, Jamie at Trequart Beaster missed you last week, so we have two weeks of Joe Mixon dominance to catch up on. The train is here, Nathan. The door is open. Hell, we might even upgrade you to first class. Yeah, we. It was funny last week, couldn't it? Because you couldn't make Monday night. I was in that there London on Tuesday night, and then it just seemed like, well, what else are we going to say that other people have said, um, haven't said rather, about the Raiders game? So we decided to knock it on the head. But anyway. Uh, slam dunk, slam dunk the funk. Um, Solid handle. Such an impressive result. I've been on the mix and train from day one. Is Nathan finally on board? Choo, hashtag choo choo. It's time to maintain this performance consistently. If we do, we could be in for a belter of a season. And I think that's the key, isn't it? We ask for consistency. They've given it to us two games now. But it's quite still quite a small sample size, so we have to keep it going. Um, Listen, I've got a ticket for this train. I've bought a ticket. <laughs> I'm not on it, but I've bought it. And I, I'm looking at where it's going. Because, like I said, he's really stepped it up, Mixon. He really has. He's, his pass blocking is not very good. I still don't think he's... I still don't think we use him properly. Or He's not that good in the receiving game. He's not quite as good as some of the other running backs around know, the league. In it, but yeah, he's... Well, I don't know. I mean, he, 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 yesterday, I mean, I know he caught a few passes yesterday, but he had negative two yards. I still don't think necessarily that's his forte in the passing game. But, but that's fine, though. He's a running paid. back. He's a running back. No, that's that's fair. But running backs around the league now, you know, do tend to be dual threat. But he he's getting paid a lot of money, the geezer. You know, he's one of the top paid running backs in the NFL. So he should be playing that one, and he is. Yeah. You can't question that. He's playing like a top running back, and therefore he's deserving his money. He's not got his deal and, you know, sort of pretending, you know, sort of faking an ankle injury or not really playing that hard. He's playing like an animal. He's having probably the best year of his career. And fair enough. That's why I bought a ticket for this train. I mean, I want to see him finish the job stay healthy, carry on like doing what he's doing. And, you know, I'll be on this train in the next couple of weeks. I hope you save me a seat, boys. Well, I'm I'm in the buffet car. I've just bought a packet of crisps, a can of Coke, and uh, I'm just about to buy a... Cheese <laughs> <Jeez>, sandwich! <laughs> uh, Richard, uh, always open 85. I think this was the real Mixon statement game. Uh, Sean, disciple of Ange. I love the heart of this team. Magical. Um... 
uh, Westy 1121 at Kane 21014. <laughs> there's a bit of a. There's a bit Shocking of a. Shocking handle. There you go. Uh, but Westy 1121 says, I may or may not have shit myself after the pick six. Well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, you've done a you've done a li- you've done a linicker on your living room floor. That's not a good thing, is it really? Um, well, everyone's cockahoop, aren't they? Everyone's delighted with the performance, the coaching, the application, the execution. It's just all going really quite well, which is weird. Let's, let's be <laughs> negative, Sam. No, Pick, let's not. Like, come on, let's let's like we can't because otherwise we get too giddy and then we get hammered by the charges and then we will get brought down to earth. I'm going to say something negative just to keep everyone grounded. I still think that's an area of Joe Boy's game that he could tidy up a bit. There have been some you know slightly off balance interceptions and stuff like that that I think he just needs to tidy up. I know Mike Hilton's pick six sort of you know took detracted any uh, attention away from that, but I do think it's an area of his game that maybe sort of next year, year after that he needs to tidy up a little bit um, just to be you know if we're going to pick something negative out of the games you know. But I mean it's hard to be negative, son, isn't it? Yeah, listen, you know, quarterbacks will always throw interceptions from time to time. It's whether the opposition can take advantage of them. And at the moment, we're playing such fantastic complementary football. Defence bailing out offence, offence bailing out defence, vice versa. It's all happening at once, and it's great. And uh, so, you know, I think we can cut him some slack. And he's still learning. He's still a young guy, you know. So, yeah, I'm cutting him some slack. Um because I think we've now got, you know, it's quite interesting. OCU Manura had a bit of a go at the Bengals a while back, saying that we're just a big play offense. Now I can understand a a pundit from the national media, whether it be US or UK, just taking a kind of flyby, low hanging fruit kind of analysis of the team because that's all they see. You know, Jamar Chase running fifty, sixty yards for a touchdown. Do you know what I mean? They're big plays, but. I think if they take a, another look at the past two, three weeks, um, well, certainly two weeks, we are a very, very complete, holistically marvellous football team at the moment, I'd say. I fully agree. And you look at someone like Tyler Boyd that comes in and out of the lineup at the moment as the sort of number three receiver probably on this team. And you you say, Coy, is there many number three receivers around the league that's as good as Tyler Boyd? Um, and it's a beautiful receiving core, isn't it? There's a lot of talent on that offense, and you know, stuff it up your ass, OC. Yes, absolutely. Um, um, I would also, I would also say real quick. I, I mentioned Isaiah Prince uh, earlier, and uh, delighted that he's making a contribution and playing well when he's called upon. When he, you know, as an illegible receiver, I, I think kudos to Stanley Morgan as well. I mean. He's seeing more game time and he's proving to be a really important member of the team with his blocking on the perimeter. And certainly for the, uh, I think, the touchdown, or certainly a bit, let me think, did Joe Mixon score a touchdown? It wasn't it. And it was Stanley Morgan who who blocked on the outside. So delighted to see these bit plot guys that have fought really hard, been on practice squads, been cut and then retained yep. and cut cut again and come back and we know Stanley's a superb uh, special teams player um and I'm just delighted that we're seeing him on the field on a Sunday and he's contributing and playing well and doing what he's being asked to do and doing it well you know what I mean I'm, I'm delighted for the lad 
it's always great to get value out of those undrafted guys or very late round picks. Full credit to him sticking around, like you said, he's blocking well and you know, he's now part of that offense and that's always great to see younger guys that, that can do that. So full credit to full credit to Stanley. Absolutely. So Nathan, are we gonna be eight and four this time next week, do you think? Oh, the Chargers are such an interesting team. They remind me of us so yes, much. They've got young, much, yeah. talented. And obviously, Brandon Staley, it's his first year with the team. I mean, they've got a really talented offense like us. I mean, you look at Keenan Allen and Mike Williams either side. That's dangerous. They've got Josh Palmer as well, who's a young um, wide receiver on the outside that's starting to pick up ca- um, catches in the last couple of games. Obviously, Austin Eckler's always a, always a threat, isn't he? He's uh, out of the backfield and running Keenan the ball. Allen. So they're a good old... Keenan Allen, yeah, they're a, they're a really good little team. Um, but I don't know. They've been <laughs> they've been a bit like us. They've lost some silly games. They've not perhaps kicked on as they would have liked. They're inexperienced. It's going to be an excellent game to watch. I think. I, I don't think either team's going to run away for uh, run away with it. I think there's going to be some exciting football. Look, if we get to eight and four. Buy your playoff tickets. You know, you that's that's it for us. I think if we can win a game like that, I think barring an absolute nuclear meltdown, that'd be enough yeah, to probably but get. I, us I still, line. I yeah. still look at the teams that we've still got to play, and I'm not calling it yet. I think we've got a great chance, um, but you know, I say the 49ers are tricky, tricky buggers. They are honestly that any Kyle Shanahan team is really tricky. And we've had problems with the 49ers historically and recently. But yeah, I agree. This 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 Sunday's game is going to be absolutely fantastic. And um, potentially, um, and if Sky have got anything about them, they put them on. Uh, that's yeah. I, can't, yeah. I don't know what the rest of the slate's like. But um, I mean, I'm surprised it wasn't flexed, to be honest with you. But no matter. It yeah. means that we can watch it without... Staying up till like three, four in the morning um, on a Monday morning. So uh, good for us. But um, yeah, I'm it's I'm going to go for a home win, but I think it might be squeaky bum all the way. Do you know what? I I, I just uh, because we've been absolutely foaming over the mouth at <laughs> the team this week. I'm going to say we're going to lose it. Okay. I just think. The Chargers have been a bit up and down recently. They've not been as good as they might have liked. They are due a bit of a big game. We do a bit of a slip up. And this team, we have been up and down. I know we get excited. We won two great games in a row. And we, we, we absolutely deserve to sit here and, you know, get all excited about the team and where can this team go. But I, I want to see the Bengals keep it going, keep that consistency up. And I'm not saying that, you know, we, we absolutely can win this game. We'll be the favourites to win this game. I've just got a sneaky feeling that, that we have got a bad game in us. Have we learnt to iron that out? You know, we're not going to win every game, but I just hope there's not a horrible slip up here and we get beat by twenty. And I, I do think that there's when you know the fans are the fans are up and everyone's up and we're playing really well. That's when this team, you know, we've got to learn how to play well when you know people were sort of believing in us and the pressure's on in a different way. You know, we, we're used to sort of playing well when no one really expects much. Um, you know, this season and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting when the pressure's on in a different way. It's going to be a good game. If we can win, it's it's dreamland eight and four, and it like I said, pack your bags for the playoffs. Well, there we go. That feels like a good time to end it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will be back next week to chat about what happened uh, the day before, the night before. Uh, stay safe out there. It's obviously uh, a bit dodgy at the moment again, 
Um, but in the meantime, dear listeners, it's a who day from me. And a who day from me. Cheers, guys. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.